Welcome to the Fine Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McDermott. And today we have David Deal with us. And uh, full disclosure, David is a ServiceNow practice manager here at Windward, uh, my company. And we are going to be talking about ServiceNow CSDM. And as David said uh, to me earlier, uh, it may not be the most exciting subject, but it's critical to uh, your ServiceNow implementation and how you're rolling out and how you're supporting it in the future. So, um, so David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sean. It's my pleasure to be here. So um, CSDM, I, I know that you did a big briefing for uh, our company around CSDM. Uh, first, first question, what does CSDM stand for? Sure. Uh, it's common services data model, Sean. Okay. And why is this a big deal? Well, the biggest thing that you want to ensure you're providing to your business is trusted data. And one of the one of the things that you do that that ensures you do that is creating a standard set of data models. And really the CSDM, it's that definition of services and how they map into specific tables inside the CMDB, which is the configuration management database. It provides that framework to ensure no matter where the data is being sourced from, by going through the proper channels into the platform, it's going to go into those tables in the correct place. And this of course impacts really every module on the platform. So that's, that's at the end of the day, that's probably the, the reason it's most critical. It can touch all parts of your business. So why did ServiceNow do this? Well, they recognize, you know, in the early days of the platform, it was really focused on service management from a help desk perspective, but they quickly saw that it, it was more than that. And it was a workflow engine that, that could sort of step in and out of different components of, the, of your business. But they also understood that if you couldn't trust the data with a single source of record, really have a system of engagement with a system of action, and to marry those two, you needed to be able to represent a business and a business service. And they knew they couldn't get there without some set of standards and practices. So they basically called upon their own internal service now corporate business units to go out and work with the product owners and talk through what services look like at a corporate level. And they actually built out the early days of the CSDM data model 1.0 back around the Kingston days. And from there, it's evolved to 4.0 today. And they continue to lean on internal product owners and business units to ensure they're always representing all walks of the business, not just IT. Well, I, I think this is, yeah, as an integration automation guy, right? And I've talked about this on the podcast a few times, and we started a company called RealOps back in the day. And we had this problem. We created our own common data model uh, because when you're bringing in data from all different sources and we built adapters to, I don't know, hundred different systems um, in order to do the workflow, you know, and the, pro the process automation that we were doing, um, you had to transform the data, right? Because how one vendor, and we, we were doing this back in a day where we had to build hard kind of hard code adapters to APIs. And, um, but you know, how somebody names one element of a data feed could be different than another vendor. And, you had to normalize that in a way that we could then feed it into the work, into the process automation model to always say, okay, if you're looking for IP address, you know, this vendor over here would call it IP address and this one would call it IP underscore, you know, adder. Um, 
we had to be able to transform that and, and bring it into our common data model because we would wanted to, we wanted to write one workflow, right? And, and that one workflow used, you know, IP address, right? As you know, the name of that token, and then we can map it to that. So I understand this completely. And I know that we, as a ServiceNow elite partner, I mean, we do so much integration work and this is really critical and it, it kind of comes back to how to really deploy ServiceNow in a way that you're using as much out of the box as possible. And you don't kind of get stuck when you go to do an upgrade, you know, a year from now and everything's broken. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, and, and one of the things that I think was quickly understood was if they were going to go out and, and start to introduce themselves into the market as, as a true workflow platform, it had to, they really couldn't do that presenting themselves as a rip and replace, you know, and I, and I think that's one of the biggest misnomers about ServiceNow as a whole. It can be a rip and replace tool in some respects, but it's really not built to be one. It's built to basically create a better user experience by way of automation and workflow. So they understood to your very point, um, you know, it's the old ETL days, the old transform and load stuff. You, you, you've got all this different data coming in. We have a client right now that we're working with that is in the financial industry and they're a very long time ServiceNow customer. And as a result of that, they had a legacy data model and they wanted to move to the cloud. They wanted to digitally transform, but they recognized that to do that, they needed to kind of embrace the CSDM. So they're asking us to help them do kind of what you just described, that mapping exercise. Here's sort of that legacy data structure. Here's what the CSDM 4.0 model looks like. Let's fill that gap in between. And here's how we can do that successfully. So we're just seeing it across more and more industries. It really is the CSDM along with the CMDB, kind of the foundational step toward general, you know, that digital transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I know, I know you worked at ServiceNow for a while mm -hmm. uh, before coming to us. Um, you know, the implementation of CMDB, right, is always interesting. Some people are successful. Most people mm -hmm. are moderately successful. Uh, kind of what's your thoughts on just overall CMDB implementations and how um, CSDM can assist people in, in being more successful at that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you're right. I was I was taught very early, early on at ServiceNow, you know, don't boil the ocean. Take a crawl, walk, and run approach to things. And now I focused and specialized in IT operations. So for me, that meant thinking of it, how do I want to populate the CMDB? Well, the best practice is with ServiceNow Discovery. So maybe my crawling is I want to gain the visibility of my infrastructure. That's my crawling step. And then maybe I step toward walking and now I want to understand the health of that environment. I know what I have, but now I need to understand how healthy is it? What are the various, maybe it's SLI, SLO things, maybe it's just up down. It could be any number of use cases. And then when you talk about running, that's where we're really starting to apply that automation, that automatic, you know, the ability to automatically remediate a problem as an example. So when you think about deploying the CMDB, whether it's really from ITOM or whether it's from ITSM, or even if you talk about something such as HRSD, it's still about getting the data in the database correctly and modeled appropriately. And that CSDM is the overlay of the CMDB 
that ensures that data is being properly inserted following that standard practice. So, and that's where I talk about the criticality of it. It doesn't matter to me if you're deploying an, H, an ITOM solution, maybe a security operations solution, see it customer service management, and, or as I mentioned, HRSD. They all have, that data could be exactly the same data, but depending on the consumer of it, the use case changes. So this CSDM protects you in those pivot moments to where even though the data is essentially the same piece of metadata, by inserting it into the proper structures of the relational database that is the CMDB, you're now creating that, you know, that improved user experience and improved workflow around that portion of your business. Yeah, I mean, this is so key, right? Because data is really the key to everything, right? We're, we're, we're living in a data-centric world, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have, I mean, I, I've talked about this, I think, on the podcast before, where we worked with customers and the CMDB information, and they say, oh, let's integrate into the CMDB, and we, we build the integration, and, uh, you know, we're pulling the data in, and the CMDB is just not populated, right? The inf- half of the information is not there. We can't, mm-hmm. we can't run certain workflow because certain fields that we're looking for have data, like vendor name or something like that of a mm-hmm. CI, just isn't there. And so we can't, the workflow is just ineffective. And it really comes down to the data, right? It comes down to the fact that the data is not there. And then you have to kind of source it and say, okay, why isn't the data there? Is it because a transformational issue that connected to the source and it's not coming in. Um, you know, so we have to really kind of think about this at the very, at the data level, because that's the source of all the workflow we could build is, is useless if we don't have the right data or the, or the other issue is that we just have, you know, too much data and it's not sorted out very well. Well, and to add to that, when you do have the data, on the inverse of that is when you do have that data and it is trusted, there's just so many operational things that you're going to gain. I mean, you're going to gain better visibility, obviously. You're going to gain more efficiencies in your operations, which what does that do? That tends to lead to higher profits, you know, and now you can make really more informed business decisions across your enterprise because you never have to question, can I rely on this data or not? If you've taken that crawl, walk, run approach, to begin that digital transformation journey. You know, we talk about finding flow. Well, you want that data to flow very seamlessly through the platform to where it doesn't matter whether, you know, the head of HR needs to better understand and develop an onboarding workflow for new hires or whether it's a security individual that needs to understand SEER and different events and whether they should trigger incidents. All of that is still leaning on to your point, Sean, data. And, and and so it's foundationally, it starts there. And I, I, I stress to everybody we speak to, you know, regardless of clients, whether you have CMDB or not, I want to understand out of the gate, is it healthy? And if there's any suspicion that it's not, let's clean that up first. Let's, let's address that. Because if you just continue to pile on, you know what it does. It creates the garbage in, garbage out scenario. And now you're you're just basically swimming upstream, and we try to avoid that at all costs. CSDM, when properly deployed with this, on top of the CMDB, that's really, in a nutshell, what it's trying to do, is, is to give you that seamless ability across the platform. Yeah, I think it's this critical. Uh, I mean, I've, I've said this for, I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time. You know, the, the CMDB and your configuration is really the heart of your whole system, your whole environment. And now, one of the things that we're talking about a lot here 
um, at Windward is just kind of the simple concept of service reliability, right? And we're in the business of service reliability. That's what Windward does. And we, we help companies, you know, ensure that the digital services and digital applications that they're building and developing and putting out to their customer base and user base are available, right? Because you can build the greatest app in the world, but if you can't get to it, then it doesn't matter, right? right. And, you know, so there's really two parts of, of IT, you know, developing IT services, deliver them to your end customers, mm-hmm. and then making sure they're running all the time. And, and they're running, you know, they're accessible and they're responsive. And that's a very simple statement with a very complicated back end to try and figure out. And really the CMDB is, in, in my mind, the, the, the heart of the whole service reliability because it is. that's where that's where you have your entire I mean, that's where you know where your assets are. Like, you know what you have. You know what applications, you know, have services, you know, devices, and you know how they're interconnected. And and if you know that, then you can start understanding, you know, reliability is, is it a a network issue? Is it a a cloud services issue? Is it a load balancer? Is it a backend storage issue? What's happening here? And that's one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest challenges now we have with CMDB, we've always had challenges with CMDB of, of, getting the data in there and keeping it accurate, right? Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times data gets thrown into the CMDB and then it kind of never gets cleaned up or never gets taken out. Right. It's not valid anymore. It just kind of gets, keeps piling, as you say, piling on. Mm-hmm. But now with cloud services, we've got a very unique problem in that um, inc- assets can uh, form and disappear, you know, before an outage is even discovered you know, right. or even responded to. And, you know, like, uh, and, they, and they, you know, an outage comes in or an incident gets created and they go and the, the, the asset's not there anymore, right? Because it right. got spun up and spun down. Well, and that's why they've stepped into DevOps. I mean, they, they recognize that as a, a growing trend in the industry. More and more enterprises are embracing the DevOps concept. So how do you, how do you manage that in, a, in such a dynamic concept? So you have to have, very rigid best practices in place to be able to consume that data, but then also report back against it. And it's very hard to do to your point. If you've got, you know, a DevOps shop that's quickly deploying apps and offlining them, depending on what they're up to, you know, you really need a platform in place that allows you to not just manage your environment, but understand it and, and make decisions from it that can potentially improve your business. And I think that is kind of where they're trying to go with this. It, it is a workflow engine. And if I can create a workflow that allows you to maneuver in and out of your day-to-day job responsibilities in a more efficient man- manner, most people are going to be happy with that outcome. And, and yeah. I think that's really what they're trying to accomplish. Awesome. Well, David, uh, you are one of the smartest service guy- now guys that I know. So, <laughs> And, uh, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, there's, you brought up a bunch of stuff that we could probably go down into a oh, yeah. and talk yeah, about, which sure. I, uh, so we will have you back on the podcast soon and we can talk about all kinds of other things like DevOps and things like that. So thanks for being on the I, podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. No it's been great. I love, love the idea of talking about service now and Windward and what we're doing for our customers. So I'm happy to come back anytime. All right. Take care. Thanks, Dave. 